While this podcast platform typically explores the spiritual biographies of practitioners in Myanmar, along with delving into the different meditation traditions there, we have somewhat shifted our focus to respond to this current crisis. While we will definitely continue to interview guests who can share Buddhist perspectives and impart wisdom at this time of need, we will be expanding our work to talk with a wider range of speakers who can add to the breadth and depth of our coverage so that listeners can better understand the nature of the current crisis. And if there are additional topics or guests that you would like to suggest, please do so by writing us at info at insightmyanmar.org. With that, let's get on to our show. Speaking to Chocho, he is the founder and the lead singer of the punk band Rebel Riot. Chocho, thanks so much for taking the time to join us here. Thank you for the chance for speak out. Yeah, so I want to begin by asking you the question that I think you've probably answered already a million times by now, but because so many are justifiably curious about how punk music got to Myanmar. It's something that I think a lot of our listeners who are not familiar with you will want to know. So can you share with us your background of how you first got attracted to punk music? Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Actually, punk scene is in Myanmar since 1996. So in this time, I very young. I don't know anything about punks. When I was teenager, around 18 years old, 18 or 19 years old, in this time, uh, I found some punks on the street. You know, we have the water festival, Gacha in Myanmar. Every year, big, huge water festival. People are, they separate water each other. It's actually today's water festival. So in this festival, I found some punks on the street. And it's made me shock. I never see this kind of look like. I asked my friends, who are they? What is this style? How, how are they? They look like gangsta or they look like 
they, they, they are weird. So my friend said, it's a punk. Punk is like what? They are gangsta or what? He also don't know. This is just punk. I know punk is with mohawk or spiky hair or something like that. Oh, okay. Do they fight a lot on the street? Yeah, they fight police. They fight to other people. They are drinking and they do nothing. But I don't believe what he explained me to. But for me, I can feel this guy who looks like punk, maybe some meaning behind. I really interesting because of this is, you know, I, I can I can feel it. It's something behind. It's meaningful. Then I next day I change my style. I don't know why. You know, I make paper glue and paper glue to my hair and totally black 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 clothes and black trousers. But usually my parents they don't allow black t-shirt at home because of they believe some weird religion. This religion don't allow plus clothes. So if you wear black clothes, this is dangerous or, you know, you have no, you have bad luck for. So I don't care. I thoroughly change my style and they don't like me and they worry about something happened to me. Maybe car accident or something happened. I bring my gacha. Then I, I don't know anything about punk music. I just change my style and this is something like a rebellion to show this society. I show, you know, like a River on this, but in this time, I I listening Lincoln Park, Slipknot, Ever Loving. That's all. But for me, this time Ever Loving is first time for me. You know, I I listen Ever Loving a lot. She she playing skateboard or something. But I don't know anything about punks. I just feel comfortable and free to myself. I don't care other people think to me. And you know, this is maybe another state of my then In two thousand six, I found. Sex Pistol DVD on the blood market. So blood market is in this time we are under our military military system. So China importing by underground for business. So they have blood market. So this blood market you can buy porn movie. You can buy lots of you know uncensored DVD. You can buy you know global famous DVD like a Scorpion band. You know like a uh, Slayer, like Gun uh, Rose. So I found this DVD. Then I saw Sex Pistol DVD. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, I know this Sex Pistol, but uh, I don't know about their music. I saw a lot of T-shirts. A lot of young people were in this time. Sefi Shirt, Johnny Rattan. Sex Pistol is very popular T-shirt, but I think no one listened to Sex Pistol. But I found Sex Pistol DVD. Then I bought this only, I think, $1. So I bought this and I play at home. It's really made me change. You know, their concert is not like a entertainment. They are just doing crazy on the stage. A lot of people are from the ground. They're throwing rubbish to the stage. They also don't care. Sometimes they fight with the Orion. They do whatever they want on the stage. Orion also don't respect them, you know. So oh, this is punk, you know. They don't care. They don't give it back, you know, here. A lot of... A lot of musicians are they care so much audience. Audience also cares so much that they behind them about business and money. But Sacristor TVD is mainly crazy. This is you know very revelation. I never see concert like this in my life. It's totally weird. They uh, they do whatever they want. I, I found really human freedom in my heart. Oh then I fall in love not only style, not only fashion, I also like 
punk music and punk attitude then I try to go again and again this black market area or some the city shop I found casualty I found age fighters you know some interesting punk fit uh, tape tape and other DVDs so it's made me totally change after that I don't listen anymore Leaking Bad or Slipknot or Ever Loving I listen you know old school punk like a Ramon, The Clash, and Spider. In this time, we don't have internet. So, no, we have internet, but uh, only rich people can use because of very expensive. One hour, like $2, so we can't pay for this. Also, I don't know how to use computer. So, my friend told me, if you really want to know more about punks, you should find internet. Internet is very, very uh, wide. You can find whatever you want, but I, I don't know how to use it. But to down there, around 2000, uh, I did nearly end of the 2006, I started using internet, then I a little bit more include all the punk in my life. So, you know, I found more, more explorer. Hmm. Right. So after your experiences with the music and the style and everything else, what, what does punk mean to you? How would you define punk? For me, uh, Punk is meaning is a loss, you know. Everybody uh, said so. Also for me, punk meaning a lot. But my truly believe punk for me is rebellion, uh, be yourself, and you stand for human rights. You stand for justice. You you stand for you know uh, freedom yourself. So punk is be yourself and rebellion against. Uh, you know, injustice. So yeah. So you got into punk as a kind of rebellion and a call for freedom and fighting for injustice. And you got into this at a time when you did not have any of these things in your country. There was really no freedom or no rights in your country, and you were embracing an art form. My country has no human right. My country has no freedom. My country is any. You know, justice. So when I found punks, so punk is give me inspiration to fight for them. Right, right. And that's what music does. That's what creativity and art forms do. And across all societies, across all time, is they allow a certain kind of expression against limitations of that society. And I want to go into the art form of punk itself, because I have to confess that I haven't really listened to a lot of punk music, but the more I've learned about you, the more interested I've become in this musical form, seeing how you relate to it and how you produce it. So for someone like me and probably listeners that are on here who hears punk music and we just kind of hear it as loud noise. We don't appreciate it the way you do. Can you help me and can you help us to better understand the artistry and the creativity behind the music so that we can appreciate it better? Uh, for me, I really inspiration punks in my life. So my first punk inspiration from UK, USA, and Australia and Indonesia, then for me, punk is truly human being. They don't care what people think. They really stand for what they believe. They don't care society. They don't want to be part of society. This is what I learned from Western punk, right? 
so what's done fun for the system for the government so this is give me a lot of energy and inspiration but you know in 2000 i i think around 2010 i i related with indonesian punk indonesian punk is i feel a little bit different you know uh one band i found but not in all indonesia but one band i found this band band are also doing social thing this is similar with my mind you know oh it's interesting because of western punks are they already have human rights they already have democracy they already have you know a lot of things what we don't have but indonesia punks are we are like similar you know they are under you know religious law not not so free like a western country so the i i inspiration again indonesian punks so this indonesian punks are giving me a lot of energy too so i miss indonesian punks and i miss western punks together make my own you know what i stand for i live in Myanmar, so i do something with my own mind you know my brothers around the world all punks around the world they are responsible for their country they're responsible and fight for their country situation but if i am Myanmar, i live in Myanmar, so i should fight my problem you know not not only copy from western not only copy from other country i i have to create my own so when i look around myself we had to a lot of fight for for example you know the big problem is military system second is we have a lot of civil wars you know we have the a lot of poor people so many problems around us so this is we focus for our our thing so so we create our own punk meaningful because of uh, punk is not only noise music and loud also your attitude responsible for around you to fight that's why yeah we are i think creation and activism and social work together Mm, right. So you're getting into you being a fan of punk music to you being a creator and an artist of punk music. And that leads to the formation of your band, Rebel Riot. So can you give us the background of how this band was formed? Why Why did you want to form it? I told you when I found around 2004, I was around 17, 18. Uh, then 2006, I directly know punk music from Circus Show, A Spider and other kind of old school punk band around nineteen eighty. Then two thousand seven we have a Revolution. Did you know about Suffer Revolution, right? Suffer Revolution in Suffer Revolution a little bit saying like right now. We are the part of team products in this time. We go in on the street, we show solidarity with the people who fight for democracy. So a lot of shoot people on the street and in downtown. So we are part of this protest. Then after a few days later, the soldier shooting a lot of people on the street. Then I found that, that I feel so scary. You know, I never see in my life people uh, shooting and killing. And you know, this is, I have so much trauma 
after I saw this, that I was my the whole body is shaking. I'm so scary. I'm so worried. I'm so angry, and you know I don't know what to do. But then after several revolution finished, the military took the power again. But I still thinking, what should I do for this country? What should I do for something? You know, a lot of people die for, you know, in our country, a lot of people die for democracy. So I want to do something on the part of this, this thing. But I'm not a politician, but I should be, I should do something. This is, this is what, what I'm thinking a lot. After that, I don't know what should I do. Should I join the army? No, I don't know. I don't believe to fight work with work on the work on because of this is stupid. But I believe with music, music is you can create and you can shout whatever you want. So because I already inspiration punk music before Sabah Revolution. So you know that's why. Okay, we should make a band. Then I discuss you. I discuss with my friends. Shall we make a band? Our band is just for shouting what we feel, what we angry. That's it. Then we create the band. The band name is the River Raya. River Raya is, uh, you know, for me, River is not bad guy. River is you are, you are a person who move for revolution. You know, you do for revolution. This person is a river. So Raya means is, I don't know in this time, my English is so bad. So for me, protest and demonstrate this is for me, riot. <laughs> River riot is uh, what we see a lot of people on the street. They are together. They are river. They are on the street. They make riot because of they want justice. They want human rights. They want freedom. So that's why River riot is uh, for freedom, for riot, for freedom, for for democracy and for uh, justice. So that's why we create River riot. But Actually, honestly, we don't write so much political song in this time. We only make music, we just shout what we angry for, you know? So not politic, not always politic to government. No, we are just because of, I, we already had trauma from Southern Revolution. So we need to anger out again. Our anger need to out by music. That's why. We just playing whatever we want. We just shouting. We just complain something. We just shouting what we angry for. So not not political in this time. But then moving a chain and chain chain. Then we found some injustice by politics. We fight for. We make some for some politics song. Right. So you're describing that when you formed your band, a lot of it was just wanting to shout and express anger and be able to get this emotion out, the response to the dictatorship, to the Saffron Revolution. And yet I know in Burmese society, for a variety of reasons, anger is not always seen as a very appropriate emotion to express. And I think this is due for a couple of reasons. One might be the role of Buddhism. It might also be the military oppression. And it could be some of the cultural underpinnings like, like uh, Anabare. And so 
what I'm curious about is what has it been like for you to use your art form and your creativity as an outlet for anger in a culture where expression of anger in any form is not considered so appropriate generally? Yeah, you are right. Our country is a loss of shine, you know. I think background is by Buddhism or military press or both, you know. The people are so shy because angry is negative thing. If you are angry, no good for you are karma, you know. Angry is fire, peace is water. So lots of people don't allow to angry. So for me, after I found the pounds, my mind is most or most or time are opposite of this society. <laughs> you know, when they say right, I look in for another view. I look in for past sighted view. No, this is I'm always complaining what some people say from something. You know, and I know easy to agree. After I found punk, I know easy to follow. I always criticize and I always look in different perspective view. I never easy to agree. Before I found punk, I also do Shanghai. I'm always following and okay, I don't care about I don't care about is it right or wrong. I just easy to follow. But after I found punk, my mind is totally changed. I always criticize and I always criticize and thinking a lot. What my parents said to me, then I I started thinking, I think think again again. When my other teachers say, you know, I'm not easy to accept for what other people say. This is very good for me. Can't change my life, you know. So I always, uh, I, I'm different. Pass by the view after I found the punk. So they say shouting is no good. I say shouting is good if you don't. Leave if you don't leave your anger. This anger are uh, like inside burning yourself. No good. If you shout, already release your energy is already released. Then you feel good. Then you know we our sound are uh, criticized to society. You are following the money. You are following the power. You are following something. Then then you don't see yourself. So this kind of sound we wrote like Papa society. Also, you guys are don't trust each other because of money, authority. You are always stuff. You're trying to stuff yourself. You're trying to lie to your brother. You're trying to lie to your sister. You're trying to lie to your parents, you know? So we criticize a lot and we we see the society, what we feel, and we angry and shout again for this, what we don't agree or what we don't like. So. That's why, but usually my daily life is I am not angry person. I am very peace guy. <laughs> I always peace and quiet because of when I was teenager, I used river wire pen and I use pen music. I shouting a lot. Maybe that's why I am more peace and peace. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. I saw the documentary uh, with you in it. The um, my Buddha is punk. Yeah, and I was so touched by some of the scenes in there where you're having you and your friends or your colleagues, you're having real differences of opinion, like over pretty serious matters. And you're discussing them together. And every difference of opinion that comes, any conflict, 
you're on one hand, you're expressing your opinion very directly and clearly. You're not shy, as you say, and and you're you're very direct in what it is you want to say. But the softness and the sweetness and the the ease and how you're saying things, it was really quite beautiful. And then it cuts to you singing um, uh, one of your songs. And of course, the the anger and the rage is there and you, you come on as an artist. And so that was, um, yeah, that's, that's really beautiful. And it, you know, I also hear as like, punk music is giving you this kind of agency. It's giving you this kind of right to be able to criticize. And I think you're, you're right. In Myanmar society, that partly because of fear of the military oppression, partly because of the way Burmese Buddhist values have been interpreted culturally, there's this sense of not really criticizing or calling out what is wrong or what um, or or wanting to uh, identify fault in others or or things like that. And I think that uh, when, um, I think that, that there, that, that could have some good tendencies in terms of trying, cause I, I think definitely you could be too far one way where you're always looking at all the problems that are there and you're focused on it. But when you are not able to speak out against what, what is wrong and criticize it, then you just let that wrong continue to perpetuate. And I think we're kind of jumping ahead in the conversation. We'll get there more in, in a moment. But it, because we're on this topic now, it, uh, it seems that in this present moment, there I, I'm seeing, and tell me what you think, in Burmese society, I'm seeing kind of like a lid that's being taken off and people are being truthful and honest about their opinions in ways that I've never seen before. Just merely saying, like, I am suffering, I am not okay, I am angry, I'm upset. You know, in many ways, this is actually the first noble truth of the Buddha. This is the the first noble truth is there is suffering. And to just to say out loud, there is suffering and I feel it, well, that's identification with that pain. But I think if you're not so familiar with Burmese society, you don't identify how unique it is for people to be at this moment expressing that emotion in rage or in tears or however it's being expressed as openly and as raw as it is. Uh, it's something I've never seen before. So I wonder what, as someone like you who has been pushing back against this tendency of shyness and having your own agency and really taking a lot of personal risks to be able to express how you feel and what you think uh, at a time when it was really not safe or comfortable to do so. What's your feeling about what's going on right now with the cultural shift in Burmese society? Right now, yeah, Burmese society is, you know, always shine or they are, they are traditional Buddhism and they never trying to revelation or what they believe. So sometimes they smile, but I I I I found one. I read one book about Paris people smile. You know, one they smile, one they angry they smile, one they happy they smile, one they jealous they still smile. You know, so our we have lots of smile meaningful. Not only. Happiness smile. Sometimes this people smile. Maybe I know he, even he smile inside he angry. Sometimes he smile. Maybe he is shy. You know. So our this family society is most of the time they are peaceful. They are very shy. They are very you know what you say Anna something. But other side is they are not honest for their feeling. You know they always trying to hide what they are really feeling because they never show to. 
they are real, truly feelings. So right now, a lot of people I found their faces mostly scary, but they don't show they are scary. But I can feel it. You know, they're scary or they worry or, but they try to make happy each other. Like you know, Burmese people one thing very good they are they like so much donation. So one they sad or one they are happy or you know they always try to hang out with people and making food together and donation to other people you know this is very beautiful thing even you know right now when i talk right now after three minutes i walk outside some soldier and police are around the corner around uh, near my street they are around time people so that's why my body is not so loud. <laughs> I speak a little bit too, you know. Yeah, these police and soldiers are, they make security at night. So the whole day they are not going, they are walking around the town and they check in other products. And this time, this morning I saw lots of people in my neighbor, they trying to cook something together and they trying to do like, you know, they invite me, hey, hey guy, come and eat, come and eat, but they are feeling worried and scary, but they trying to destroy their feeling with donation, you know? So this is this is beautiful and this is good, but right now, the real question is what happening right now is a lot of people that are scary and worried and scary and worried right now. Um, are you seeing the, these emotions that people have at this time of feeling uncomfortable or angry or scared or anything else are, um, uh, in the past there's been because of like an abade, there's been a, a shyness to really express how you feel to try to hide it, as you said, with many different smiles. So these days, do you feel that people are still following the same pattern of not really showing their feelings, or is there a greater honesty with how people are expressing themselves? Yeah, right now, uh, you know, I I live under a military system for so many years. So in this time, people are happy, even the, under a military time, they are not scared so much because of they used to live under a military system for so long. So. They don't care. They trying to make happy themselves, and they trying to create their own community stuff. Right now, people I see a lot of people are more scary because of you know after two thousand ten, our country is going to democracy way, right? Since two thousand ten to two thousand twenty, so a lot of army people have big hope for our country. Especially, they are big hope for their children and their generation. So nobody think in two thousand twenty one, the military will took the power. People always think they are big huge future for their children, their generation. Now they feel like so sad and so scary. I can see their face because of I know you know oh. We live in under our military system so long. I never saw they are feeling scary because of they used to live. They don't think about their children because of they never think democracy will get. But 2010, we got the democracy and we go into the democracy way. So they have big, huge future. Now this future, uh, they feel like destroying or stolen or their dream is disappearing. So 
you know they are most scary face also people are most solidarity this day Right, right. I, I want to go back to talking about uh, punk and about your role as an artist and discuss a bit about artists overall in Burmese society. Not so long ago, before this experiment in democracy, Burmese artists didn't really have the right to be creative however they wanted to, whether it was writing or painting, making music or movies, whatever. There were these official censors which prevented artists from being able to produce what they wanted to. Some could face jail time or worse. And your band was formed and you started playing when this lack of freedom was still in place. You mentioned elsewhere you could actually be arrested on the street just for dressing as punk when you're outside. So you continued making music. And as greater freedoms came into the country, you had more uh, free, you had more expression at that moment. So how did it feel for you as an artist to be able to grow in a society where you were having increasing freedoms in your work year by year from the time that you started the band until uh, just recently, I guess? Uh, you know, we are I'm from 2007, so we're trying to make a band band. We are in the underground sense, so not popular. A lot of people don't know. We are only given touch with a young teenager, some punk kids, not at all people. Even my parents don't know what I'm doing. Even my parents don't know what I'm thinking about. They only shouting to me. My music is shouting. They, you know, they shouting for my music because of our music is nonsense it's only noise and shouting <laughs> so they only trying to store when i play our song when i play guitar at home so even we and this generation are not keep in touch but we have keep in touch with young people so in this time military government is they only checking for political activists because, you know, energy on Sansuji and their followers, they're always checking and trying to follow with a lot of secret police. But they think punks are shooters or alcoholic or chunky, you know, they don't care. Even they don't want to listen to our song because the only interesting, some artists are very big influence to the a lot of people. So we are not like this. We are not everyone to the people. So they don't care about us, but they checking everywhere, secret police to the video actor, filmmaker, artist, some artists, a painter, musician, who's singing and who's shouting, who's painting for politics. So, so they don't see punks. You know what I mean? Punk is under all, uh, punk are underground music and not popular to mainstream and not influential to the Bami society. So they don't give time to us. So we, this is good for us. This is one, one thing is very good for underground scene. Underground scene is even right now, they arrest a lot of female artists, but underground musicians stay, you know, stay, Invasive right now. So 
because an agron uses an agron artist opportunity. Right. Yeah. And so you were able to make music kind of under the radar, a bit underground. But then as society opened up and there were greater reforms and greater freedoms in the last decade, in the 2010s, did that greater freedom in society allow you to grow as artists as well? Yeah, yeah. After 2010, a lot of artists are coming up. Also, more and around things are grow up. Some political politic artists, a lot of artists are more grow up because the country is open. A lot of NGO are coming and they sharing knowledge from outside to the young people, artists, you know, the artists grow up sing after 2010 to 2020. Hmm. Right, that's great. And your work eventually reached the appreciation of punks everywhere. For example, Henry Rollins told Al Jazeera, quote, I think Rebel Riot is using the vehicle of music to put a message across is punk music in its purest form an optimum application, end quote. So what did it feel like to hear that appreciation of you and your work from one of the legends? Yeah, I was so happy because uh, I have tattoo of Black Flag. I, I was so happy when I saw this Ajazir magazine because uh, I love Black Flag a lot. I have not so many band, band tattoos on my body. I have Black Flag and Discharge and Estrella. So he said this, I'm so happy. <laughs> 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 That's great. So I want to switch topics a bit and talk about Buddhism. So this has been a subject that typically this has been the center of our podcast and our interviews, especially before the coup. So we do have a listener base that's very interested in Buddhist practice. And specifically, I want to explore and learn more about your own Buddhist practice and your interaction with the Dhamma. So can you tell me, what do you see as the main teachings of the Buddha? What was the important parts of his message? DIY lifestyle, <laughs> like a punk. He said, in Pali language, he said, It's many believe yourself. So if you want to do the best, you... You are the main person who can do it. Focus yourself. So focus yourself in a not selfish way, you know. Uh, he teaches us you are the like a think yourself, do yourself, create yourself and share to the other people with love and kindness and trying to live in this short life with really a life human. So this is me main big I learned from Buddha. Hmm, that's beautiful. And that learning that you had, did that come from a teacher or a tradition or your community or family, or did it come from your own reading and study? How did you derive that? My 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 really uh, my background is traditional Buddhism. So my parents teach me like a power. Uh, my parents teach me Buddhism like not like he, I don't know how to say, they like brainwashed to me. You know, they made me 
scared with the hell. They made me like with the heaven or, you know, also, I don't know. It's, you know, the Buddhists have hell or heaven or, but when I was young, I was so scared what my, my parents say. Every night I should pray to Buddha, otherwise I will, I will go to hell. So I, I really don't like Buddhism, you know, a lot of rules and a lot of following. And I'm not comfortable with Buddhism, always scary, scary for something, you know, like if you thinking bad thing, then bad karma is coming. And a lot of, they, they make us scary always, you know, so for me, Buddhism is maybe scary my my young people life so I, I i'm not serious to buddhism but i am traditional in buddhism but after i found punks i always criticize something you know i criticize to buddhism then me and my parents are getting angry because my parents don't like criticize to buddha criticize to buddhism, criticize to buddhism so they don't like they only want to believe without thinking shut up listen and believe you know so i don't want this you know i i i'm being idiots even i am now i don't have religion you know so i try to read a lot of book a lot of buddhism book the philosophy book and i found tirawara mahayana Zen, tibetan you know a lot of buddhism i found so many ways but i learned most are zen buddhism Simple to think is similar like punk. They don't care so much about rules. They they are like, you know, they are like really rebellion. <laughs> Buddhism rebellion. I found Singh is kind of Buddhism rebellion. Like that. Oh, it's so nice. Like similar like punk. You know, they don't give a fuck. So, but also I don't believe in religious organization. Any religious organization, they are behind business, uh, working with government, and uh, you know, I really don't believe, I don't want to be part of the religious people, part of religion. Then I found punks, I found Buddhism, but I, I, I don't think I am Buddhism. I believe, you know, I am the human being, I can believe whatever I want. So, so I learned Buddhism, some are good, I took it. I took it and I tried to mess with the punk because right now even I I like a Buddhism thinking but I don't want to be Buddhism because Buddhism is you are really strongly believe in Buddhism and you know I don't want to be part of religion but then I try to make meaning by myself like Buddhism is not religion for me it's kind of philosophy for your life so you know it's a way of living way of life this is a Buddhism or Pan is saying, you know, Pan also way of living, way of your life. Supposedly also for me like way of living, way of your life. So I don't wanna be follower or religion. I I just like the idea. That's why. Right, right. And you're I from learning about you previously, you're definitely very dedicated to the Dhamma, to the teachings of the Buddha. You've talked about how much you respect the Buddha and his teachings, but as you say here, not keen on religious groups. And you've explained the idea elsewhere. I want to quote something you said. Um, you said, quote, I just hate the way the organization tries to control everyone through religion, but some religious ideas are like a map for life. Buddhism and punk are similar. Punks hate the system, the government, countries. Why? Because punks think these are oppressive. So punk wants a Buddha world. 
End quote. So towards these ends, one of your more famous songs is called Fuck Religious Rules. So how do you suggest that one try to be a good Buddhist and have respect for the Buddha without at the same time creating some kind of Buddhist system or organization? You know, uh, actually, for me, I, I, I learning about other religion a little bit too, like Christian, Islam, you know, so Jesus about Buddha. They are also human like us. They are also, also human like us. They're trying to live in this life with good way, good energy. They're trying to create beautiful things. So they are like a human, but they are very good human. But who believe them? They try to make organization and try to control the people. So then people have to believe them. They had to, they had to follow and um, you know a lot of rules and like a, I don't know how to say the organization. They had to follow one person, and you you can't do anything what you think. So you have to follow. I don't believe in this. That's why, you know, in Zen Buddhism, I like one quote, very nice. In your way, Buddha is close to your way. What should we do? Kill him and go to your way again. So I like this quote a lot. <laughs> so this is very brilliant. For me, for example. Uh, Buddha is, if he say good thing, I like it, you know, it's, uh, then I took it. Maybe one day it's not useful. I don't care about him. I will remove this idea. I will take another, you know what I mean? So that's why. Because uh, everybody had different medicine. Somebody found they are, everybody had different medicine from they are behind. Somebody found the truly in Jesus, somebody from truly in Buddha, somebody from truly in, you know, the Tang, whatever, you know. Everybody had different medicine, so some people took good things from someone. It's good. Okay, so with that, let's listen to the track entitled Fuck Religious Rules. Leave it! Christianity, 
Right. And in another song, you actually went after monks who supported Mabatha. This is the anti-Muslim uh, group of monks. And you called them out for being fascist monks. And in Burmese society, it's somewhat unseemly. It's not very common or appropriate for a layperson to go after and publicly criticize a monk. So did you have any hesitation in deciding to do that? Yeah, yeah. Here, if you say something bad thing about monk, you are horrible. You are evil guy. You know, they don't want to see you uh, or they want to kill you. you know? <laughs> so in... Mabada group one day uh, he speech to Islam to Donald Tatin. And this night we don't have this song. We criticize them on the newspaper called AP. So we say they are not man, they are fascist man. This is what I believe is huh? this international news is huge in two thousand thirteen. This is before the song. So after this news are uh, huge. Some a few local newspaper are writing by Burmese translation. So a lot of people are sending to Riviera masses. They they treating us. They wanna kill us because of we are so rude to criticize the monk. You know, even this man are horrible. You cannot criticize. You know, so. I'm scary because uh, if I go out, maybe they will kill me or <laughs> they will fight me. Then it's maybe also more energy. I don't care, you know. After this, 2014, we make this sound. Fuck, that's just my <laughs> So, uh, in this time, also, we are a few treated from the people or religious people. But some people, some young people agree. What we say, some open mind young people agree what what we say about that, but some religious people don't like it. But in I told you before, our band is not popular and not so influential to the whole society. Maybe that's why a lot of people don't know. That's why we are a little bit less dangerous, I think. <laughs> Right, right. So regarding your own relationship with Buddhism, do you have a meditation practice? Yeah, I have. Yeah, and what, what tradition is it? Uh, I did uh, Vipatana Sunday. Mm, and is, is there a certain lineage or a tradition or teacher that you follow in? No, I don't have not really one teacher. Maybe my teachers are from the book. So I read some book and I try to practice sometimes. I also make meditation and drink at the same time. <laughs> Because uh, the meditation means is focus in present, what you're doing, what you do something, you know, focus every second, every minute. You're trying to practice, you know, even you going to toilet, even you drinking beer, even you walking on the street, even you play guitar, everything. If you forget, this is also meditation, you know, meditation is not, not like a trying to doing, uh, no, maybe this is difficult to understand. Meditation is also like a way of living, you know? <laughs> mm. So not not like within like Mogok or Mahasi or Lady or, yeah. No, I, I have no experience for this because uh, I don't know, you know, I I saw a lot of people who go to meditation center for 10 days or 30 days. I don't trust them, you know, because uh, our mind is like a 
call under the our mind is like a call on the water. If you grasp this ball under the water, when you grasp bodies under the water, when you remove this body, coming up by speedily and strongly, you know. So our mind is like this. If you don't have, if you don't have like what I said before, you go to the Mahasi or Mogo or doesn't matter whatever you go, you press to your mind, you know. Then your mind is like a tandy is okay. After tandy more they are like a for example what, what i said before you know the angry person are more angry greedy person are more greedy i saw my experience around my neighbor you know <laughs> they look like they look like quiet a few days and next time angry person are more angry and greedy person are more greedy i i don't mean everybody you know i mean it's most of people i i saw it so i don't believe so my meditation center you know because uh you can practice also your own every day what you're doing, you focus what you doing, but different for uh, difficult for other people. So, you know. Right. So how did you get your method? Did you just go back and read like the Pali scriptures, the, the suttas and um and the original teachings of the Buddha? Or how, how did you devise your own way of how to practice? I don't know, you know, when I was in in school. Uh, we had the meditation for five minutes or ten minutes when I was grade eight. So I enjoyed it. When I make meditation, I feel like peace and I this is kind of like a hobby. And when I was school, meditation is maybe hobby. After uh, after that, I don't do meditation anymore. But on twenty four, I try to do a little bit more meditation every day. Then sometimes I do so much, sometimes I don't do nothing, you know. I'm not doing all the way meditation, but my meditation is I try to watch my mind. I not focus something. I try to watch my mind is jumping like every second, how many jump, or I'm trying to watch my mind like a movie. <laughs> this is my meditation. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's nice. So I want to move on when we were talking a bit about Mabatha and the anti-Muslim monks. And today, these days, especially after the coup, we're seeing this wide range of Burmese Buddhists that are coming to a reckoning of some sort about the terror that their military has been inflicting on ethnic people, such as the Rohingya. Some have been actually issuing public apologies that they never really understood the extent of the harm. They were blinded by the propaganda. And yet you were one of the few Burmese Buddhists to publicly acknowledge this, even when it was happening, and to speak out against it at your own personal risk. In this documentary, My Buddha is Punk, there's this beautiful exchange between you and a friend who's worried that the Muslims will threaten the Buddhist sasana. And you gently remind him that it's the responsibility of individual Buddhists to maintain the Dhamma. So my question first is, what was it like being such a lone voice back then, taking an ethical position that was so unpopular back when you were saying it? Because, uh, you know, when I make meditation or when I do this way, I don't feel like humans are not so different, you know? We are all saying, doesn't matter white or black or Rohingya, or Islam, or Buddhism or Christian, you know. For me, all are saying, 
if some people have pain. Also, this is, doesn't matter, you know. No one want to be a pain. No one want to be suffering, you know. So when I saw Rohingya people are like that, I feel like I compare like my family. How about their position in my family? How about I compare like myself? So not only Rohingya, I saw some suffering people from me. I feel so sad, you know. I always compare myself. This is compassion or this is like, kindness or I don't know, you know, but a lot of people are in my country, they close their heart. So once they form different religion, different color, they a little bit look down. For example, not only Rohingya, they also look down to a little bit to Rakhine people, a little bit to Kachin people, Kayan people, you know. So they don't know about that because of they are under our military education for so long, they are very the Bamilization. I don't know, the like the proud to be Bamis, you know, Bamis people. So they don't know themselves. But I already told you, punk is changed my life a lot. Punk is really criticized to me a lot. Punk is real education for me. So I look at myself and I make meditation. I look at punk, I listen to punk music. Is, a lot of lock are open from my inside. I have a lot of unlock for religion. I have unlock for nationalism. I unlock for, you know, other stuff. My mind is a little open from this, from there, from that. So I have little different position, position from other people. This minute, I don't say I'm special. You know, we are different. You know, I have different position from this view because of I have more opportunity than other people because of I found punk, I learning a lot of punk music, I translate a lot of punk music, this gave me a lot of good education. Also, I can speak a little bit more English than other people, so I can communicate with global punks and, you know, I have more chance than other people. Maybe this is one good opportunity to for me than other people. Also, that's why I'm trying to share my idea to other people, uh, not like criticize, you know, I never say you are wrong, you are wrong. I never say maybe my people is this, how do you think? Maybe they angry me first time because of the my people are not used to discussion, not used to debate. They are easy to angry if not the same idea with them. So, you know, difficult to talk, you are different opinion to other people. But my punk society is different. We try to think a lot, even we agree or we don't agree. After discussion, we think a lot. That's why you can see this short interview, you no know, short discussion in our community. My Buddha is punk. Mm. Right. And so then what has it been like now to see so many Burmese Buddhists reversing course and now coming on board to affirm what you had long been saying? So in other words, uh, you were, you were speaking this opinion when it was very unpopular for many years. And now you're hearing many other people start to say this opinion that they had always criticized you for. So what, what is it, what has it been like to hear people start to, support that opinion all of a sudden. You know, lots of people are 
they upload publish apologize to Rohingya and other ethnic group because you know they are same position like a Rohingya right now. Before the military, they only watch the military news, so they think Rohingya people are very bad people. They destroy their house, and you know the military is right now. Military are doing even on the city. They don't care about the media. They don't care about CCTV. They doing the killing people. They burning house. So people saw this. They compare what's Rohingya look like, you know, then they feel sad and sorry. But they say only a few people apologize to apologize on publish. No, not a lot of people are stay close. I see. Right. So this is this is a situation that's still changing. Um and I, I wanna talk now about your work providing food to homeless and poor communities through the organization Food Not Bombs. Can you tell me more about what started that involvement? Food Not Bombs movement is we start from 2013. Uh, I already told you before, I very inspiration in Indonesian punk scene. So 2013, we go to Indonesia for tour, Jakarta, Bandung, and different city. So we we saw they are doing food novels that we really interesting hey what are you doing cooking food and sharing and giving to other oh this is called food novels oh i saw this logo on internet like a the hand are talking the the carrot oh this is interesting can you share idea a little bit they explain a little bit to me then i asked to our pan members, hey guys, share we made this project in Myanmar after we go to Myanmar. They say yes, good idea. Then we go back to Yango. We try to make funeral bombs chapter in Myanmar. So this is very funny, I will tell you. First time uh we are drinking every Monday night, just drinking and hanging out criticize to the system, criticize to the government, and we're talking about punk and sharing music, just drunk every Monday night, puking on the street, sometimes sleeping on the street. <laughs> so when we come back, our attitude changed. Okay, every Monday night, we don't drink so much. We drink, normally we drink 6 beer. Okay, how about we drink 3 beer? So the rest of money are saving for the food cooking to for the homeless. I say, yes, good idea. And we see this money and we stay drinking, you know, we not stop drinking, we stay drinking and we cooking and we get to the homeless, the fried noodle, first time fried noodle. The first time homeless people, uh, they don't believe us. They think we are gangster. We want to fight them. They run away, you know. <laughs> we say, no, 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 please trust us. We really want to get food and they look at as, are you sure? Yes, we are sure. Then. <laughs> Finally, next Monday night, when they saw Pama, oh, Pansa coming, we are hungry, we are waiting for you. And you know, the funeral is a beautiful thing and happened again. So then, 2015, we need to help to the HIV center. A lot of 
so the food that you give you you cook yourself and it's vegetarian is that correct yeah sometimes we cook ourselves vegetarian sometimes we cook uh, we bought ready food from the poor fella so this money are going to poor community and this food are going to homeless people all right so that works out both good both ways yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's wonderful. So you have had quite an extensive background in all these different areas we've looked at of punk and activism and uh, food, not bombs and uh, Buddhism and everything else, your stand on the Rohingya. So this kind of gives us a background for who you are going into February 1st. And I'd like to spend the rest of the time talking about what you have done and what your thoughts are since the coup. So let's move closer to this current moment. Uh, even before the coup, you said the following, quote, Our generation is very different. The government doesn't understand what young people want and what the new generation needs. They don't understand at all, end quote. I think this is an important quote because we're talking about this Generation Z. So how do you find your generation and the generation younger than you different? In, in what ways are they different? And what does your generation need if, as you're saying, the military doesn't understand what it is they, they think you need? Uh, our generation is Generation Y. <laughs> so Generation Y is right now around 30 years old. They live under our military system for so long. They also live in a few democracy and they know a little bit about freedom and democracy time. I mean, artificial democracy, <laughs> even. So, we we really, uh, you know, our generation have experienced a lot in in the darkness time. So, Generation Z, when they grow up together with technology, so 
they are time is 21 century and a loss of the technology around them in before before we we don't have any technology we are close country you know we don't know even we don't have television every house when i was young when they are young everybody have four everybody can see the war easily you know so the information are easy to super so also they feel they don't know anything about military time they grew together with the you know democracy time and they got they feel like free you know they are really free they have no experience about what we have before so this is different when military groups happen they are more brave than other generation age or other generation what because generation one and generation eight had trauma we had trauma when military coup happened we are scary and we know and we see what they did before you know but generation z they have no experience they know they read in the book or something they have no experience but generation age when they saw a lot of people time from the 1988 generation y when they saw a lot of people time in southern revolution generation z they don't see anything about how military however but they read like a story from 1000 years ago you know <laughs> when they read 88 or when they read 2007 they doesn't know their experience of the okay this already happened not in our time when now when they feel this then they are more angry they know what is freedom taste than us you know so they are more active and more brave and more creation and more technology and more rebellion than us there's a different mm. generation eight generation one generation mm. right and let's move on to looking at this current moment and what you and your band has been doing how have you been engaged during these current protests what have you been doing um you know first first before after we hear cops is happening then we had no idea at all what should we do but i'm thinking in my mind would be nice big huge funeral bombs between demonstration <laughs> I, I already imagined this a big demonstration funeral bombs are there and we're trying to give food to the protests protests are people then also we want to be part of protests but i'm scary to be arrested you know i don't want to go cheat because i'm due to so many things on February 2nd February 3rd February 4th we are only criticizing on Facebook. Uh, some people criticize, should go to the protest on the street. Some people say no. Some people say yes. Some people say no. You know, we are. But P5 is one guy from Mandalay, Dr. Tizasan. He is a doctor and activist from Mandalay. He organized first demonstration in Mandalay with a few people, I think 15 people. Then, in this morning, Tarali, he and another friend arrest three people arrested in Mandalay. Oh, fuck. When we go out, maybe she will be arrested. But same day, same day, we also go out. 
in evening, and not evening, around four four p.m. We are around ten people going and showing three fingers salute and shouting. We don't want military cops. We don't want military cops. We shouting a lot. Then a lot of people are happy and they clapping, they clapping and they they support us from there. Also, they show a three fingers salute. Around our demonstrate area, I feel so scary. Lots of media also making photo and video. And after ten or fifteen minutes, I told to my friend, "Let's go, let's go, let's go." Police is coming soon. There are one police guy coming. We are go and run away. And we took the taxi, but lots of taxi driver afraid to take us because of one police saw this taxi driver take the demonstrator. They worry for arrest. So we ran away and one taxi driver stopped. Okay, he said, "What do you want to do? Doesn't matter. Go straight." So we go inside and go down. We stop on the way. Oh, I feel so scary and I I delete my Facebook account for a few while. You know, then I listening what will happen. But we are good luck. Next day after we demonstrate, February first. Next day, uh. Three thousand workers are coming from different township to near downtown. Then shooting demonstration coming. Then police forget about us. You know, if they don't come, three thousand workers and fifty-five police were trying to find us for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of they they have not busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of a lot of media on public on my face, on my photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find on Google, like a. I will send you later. <laughs> so, so my face and my, you know, if February safe are not happening, big demonstration stuff. So, police are easy to find us, but. Ah, so you were from the fifteen minutes that you went out and that you were filmed. You think that that was enough to put you on a list at that time? Yeah. So in this time, we are not targets because lots of three thousand workers are coming at and every day more and more crazy. So that we are not stop demonstration. We are also making new sound in the demonstration called one day. Have you watched people? Right, so that that was solidarity, the the solidarity of those workers that came out to speak for their own freedom was what saved you. And this is something that we're seeing in these protests overall is that um, I think before uh, 2021 and previous times, they would target people who were active. They would kill and imprison and chase away those and everyone else would be silent and would, would just stay in their homes and hope that they wouldn't be targeted. But that's not what we're seeing in 2021. We're seeing... They're, they're, the military starts to go after these people. So all these people over here start to make a noise and start to come out and then they get distracted. And, and there's there's too many people and too much noise for any one person to be especially targeted and dangerous. Why don't you tell our listeners who haven't watched it what uh, this one day you can people can see it on YouTube if they look. Um, but for now, why don't you tell us what the song is about? Yeah, this song is about, you know, in five months ago, 
we wrote this song also criticized to dictatorship because of, even we are under our under our democracy time we still feel not free because of military control from behind so we are amazing and writing this song one day we are totally got freedom and one day we we have a new society new human being without oppressing and without without oppress and without discrimination so we wrote this song imagine one day what we what we imagine uh imagine one day what we believe you know one day will be beautiful so we wrote this song and uh lots of people helping us to make music video during the protest that's what I was going to ask. I mean, I've been amazed. You have been shooting, producing, editing, releasing music videos at a time like this when there's a military coup happening and you're doing it with a pretty short turnaround. So I, I was just wondering how in the world have you been able to consistently being writing new music, shooting new videos, producing those videos and releasing them? How have you managed to do that with so much chaos going on? Uh, and this song is we are not writing song. Oh, no, we, we are writing this song. I mean, we are not writing in this time. We already wrote this song five months ago. But all lyrics are basically what's happening right now. So we want to produce this song. We already released, not really, we already finished this song for record. Just need to release. Uh, so you already shot the footage? No footage, just, just a song. Just here. You wrote the music, so you shot the footage during the protests? Yes. But that, I mean, that that itself is incredible, that in, in a time when all of this is going on, when you're concerned about your own personal safety, that, okay, the, the music, the, the, the words were already written, but you actually filmed the video of, of you guys singing it and of being on the streets, and then you produced and released it. I mean, that is just incredible to be able to do that kind of work at a time like this. Yeah, yeah. In this time, we are thinking about we want to be part of the protest and we want to show because this everybody have to change to play the system. Everybody have to change to make one day beautiful. So, but in this time, also so scary because of everywhere police, everywhere soldier, so difficult to make this video. That's why we choose early morning. Hey, guys. Okay, who want to have to make this music video? A lot of people say they want to have Flamemaker and Pounds and other people. Okay, I will own a car. That's my meeting. Early morning we will shoot. I want to put the Shurikong Pagoda because Shurikong Pagoda is the trademark of Myanmar, the golden pagoda, you know, behind Pang the pagoda. So we should wait 4 a.m. early morning. But no one go out, check outside the police or soldier because of 4 a.m. 4 the kind of everyone is sleeping, you know. So we will go 4 a.m. But we should stay in the car. We have three cars, three big truck cars. Don't go out. Stay in the car and looking what happened outside. Then when sunrise is coming, please go out, everyone. Then we, we use only 20 minutes shooting and... Run away, okay? 
that a lot of people are coming around 6 a.m., coming out to the main road. In same time, military car and police car are coming in our road. Then we are so scary. Okay, okay, just sitting down. Like we don't care. You know, we are just kind of like hey. If they ask, we say no. We are not doing politics. We just making music video for our album. You know, we wanna lie, but we are good luck. Most of them are sleeping. <laughs> police and soldiers. <laughs> Even they don't look at us. Three or big truck or police car going. They don't look at us. I saw also soldier police are sleeping on the car. Then we are making music video. Like this is one thing. Only 20 minutes, we shoot, hurry, 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 and we go different place, and we go different place. Also, we join the demonstrate, and we go different place, different place. One day, only we need one day for one day, so. That's <laughs> so tired. We, are, we wake up early morning at 4 a.m. to we finish 8 p.m. Yeah, that, that that's that's amazing to shoot a video under those conditions and then release it. Well, let's listen to the full soundtrack of One Day Now.
you have a plan to do more videos? No, because uh, we are not so comfortable to make music video all the time because uh, just sometimes. Also, my and my some of my friends they are not happy to make music videos so much. For example, our drama, we don't like this kind of music video. You know, we don't want to be. He want improve more music, not about showing how we are, how we play. You know, so he feels shy. So we are not so often to make music video, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe one day it's. Is we should make we should make if we shouldn't make we shouldn't make so but I don't want to make all the time use a video and show into the people and not like a poster you know we don't want to make poster all the time so right yeah definitely understood you also release this song called the night will not be silenced you collaborated with other Yangon based punk bands what was that like yeah yeah this is this group they are walking in Myanmar. They have been, this is not first song, we also make, I also make, this is second song, I also make first song with them, or about Black Life Matter movement with this band. Also, yeah, yeah, this is a lot of band, band uh, some band from Casa Show, he play guitar, some band from Slim Show, they shouting with us, some band from August, they singing with us, also River Riot, I know part of the, you know, it's solidarity song. Also, we really, that sound, you know, ACAB also about this groups. Mm. Yeah, that was a really beautiful song. And especially the end of the song, you do like a punk version of this protest anthem that everyone's singing. And, and it's just so incredible. It's what you, you kindly allowed us to use as uh, as an intro in our podcast. And it's just a perfect sound to combine your punk energy with the traditional protest song we're hearing all over the country. And why don't we listen to it now? Oh, 
Uh, you know, some have compared your band with Pussy Riot in Russia. And it, it's interesting because you guys actually, you know, half of your names are the same, Pussy Riot and Rebel Riot. So I'm curious if you, do you see your role in Burmese society right now similar in any way to what Pussy Riot has been doing in Russia? Yeah, people know Pussy Riot very well because of 2011, they are doing against pussy in Kerala. Uh, no, they are not pussy, they are against Putin. <laughs> so Pussy Riot against the Putin in 2011 at the Kremlin church. So they arrested. So this news is very popular in Myanmar. So Dawson Suji trying to push to Putin to release Pussy Riot, the more popular Pussy Riot in Myanmar. 2011, I'm thinking. Yeah, so, yeah, but people are, even in this time, lots of people don't know River Raya. I think River Raya is earlier than Pussy Raya. We are from 2007, they are from 2010, I guess. Yeah, but no, no mention each other. Right. Do you see any similarities between what they're trying to do with their music and their activism in a society that lacks freedom in Russia and what role you're seeing with your band Rebel Riot here in Myanmar? Mm, we are not so similar. Uh, they are more radical and they are more politic than us. Also, they are more brave than us because uh, we are more, a little bit we are peace. You know, we are not so much criticized to the, we are not so much, uh, I don't know, we are not so much, so strong like what they point to. You know, I don't know how to say. Uh, different. They are very radical than us. Mm, right. I understand. Uh, I want to look also at the role of art in Myanmar society, but especially now. Now that the the coup has broke, we've just seen a level of activity and courage and expression among Burmese artists that I think has always been there, but has never really been expressed to the extent and the form that we're seeing now. And this obviously includes music and musicians like you, but we're also seeing it in graffiti and uh, artwork on walls. We're seeing it in uh, especially in painting, just extraordinary painting that is coming out depicting almost on a, on a daily basis of what people want to express about what they're seeing and they're feeling. Um, we're seeing it in poetry and in, um, in, in writing as well. Uh, really in all forms, we're seeing like this blossoming of, of art. And in some ways it, it actually kind of reminds me of what we saw in the US in the Vietnam era where we we had this uh, this terrible bloody struggle in our own country, and the artists really rose up at that time to give a kind of voice and creativity and freedom that maybe couldn't be expressed any other way. So I'm curious what you think about what you're seeing from Burmese artists at this time, and what you think the role of the artist is during these days. I love some artists. Uh... They angry, they have lots of hope for future. Now they feel like, you know, they can't create so much. They worry for censor with military groups. So 
and also others are they should make more loud you know i believe in creation and revolution together this is make people will see more view because of creation is the more loud than without creation you know they can show the some photo graffiti or you know some painting or music they should make more solidarity and doing different creation right now more and more so people will be more motivated because the artists can motivate to their everyone so i think you know artists is very important for every revolution they should wake up all the time and they trying to they trying to make people open eye and open mind you know this creation is we need and i believe this is more stronger than any other for example like a banksy is very you know my favorite art mm -hmm. that's that's beautiful i mean that really speaks to what the artist is able to do now and what what you guys are doing of course, artists and celebrities have no more protection at this time in Myanmar than the average citizen. In some cases, they actually have less. They're actually targeted. We know that some celebrities have been imprisoned. Uh, others are in hiding and warrants are out for their arrest. You had referenced that one of your friends, a Karen reggae singer, was, uh, was arrested. How about you? Are you increasingly worried for your safety these days? No, I know he's safe. I always scary and worry all the time. I try to make happy myself every day and try to motivate myself. I always worry for one day when not arrest me. That's a heavy burden to carry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So scary, you know. <laughs> Are you taking precautions? No, I'm sleeping in the same house because uh, I don't want to hide. Even I have, I have not comfortable. I not hide. I feel more confident myself. <laughs> hmm, but there are a lot of people hiding these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're hiding. But I also feel safe at my place. My place, I feel safe. That's why different places, I less confident. Right. So you're staying at your own place, but you're continuing to make protest music all the while feeling less and less safe and more and more scared. So I, I can't imagine going day by day and week by week carrying that burden and that fear of wanting to be a free artist who expresses in the way that you do towards this movement of freedom while also being afraid how cruel and brutal and ruthless this military is yeah if i hide you know sometimes the people from my neighbor they can they are spying all military people so usually everybody not safe if they can find it easy to find but you can go to Kenyan State, but also this is not not safe by civil war, you know? Maybe you are hide places can you also bomb is coming to your place. Mm, but this is not stopping you from expressing yourself. I a lot of people say I show hide, but 
I don't know which I had. I have more confidence and more relaxed here. I can make stay music. I can contact with my friends and you know, this is most but I'm prepared if they arrest or they kill, I prepared my mind to be ready for this, you know. I want to I want to do what I believe every second, every minute, every day. Right. Is is this fear affecting how you engage? In other words, are you thinking to take a break from making music or from being public, uh, either online or outside? Yeah, right now, I, I feel mostly if I'm doing what I believe every time, you know, this is, I feel mostly. Well, this is a time in Myanmar society that we're seeing levels of courage and selflessness and unity like we've never seen before. And, uh, you know, all of our thoughts are with you as you're using your immense talents and your creativity to make music and to give, as you say, that music is giving a certain kind of energy and motivation for many people who don't have the creative talent you have, but that are unified with you. As as you mentioned before, you have 3,000 workers who come out into the street and probably very few of those 3,000 are able to make music. But by being out on the street, they, they saved you that day. And uh, and and you in return are giving them energy and giving them motivation. So there's this beautiful relationship there. Yeah, I know that you have a lot of international fans. You have a lot of punk listeners and and other people uh, around the world who who follow you, like your videos, like what you're doing. Um, how can these people be of support of you for the people that are listening to this and that are not in Myanmar? Uh, that feel very upset about the situation, but don't really know what they can do. How how can they be of service? How can they support what you're doing right now? They can show solidarity up there, whatever they can, by music or by protests or Myanmar embassy or should doing something and solidarity for us. Also, they can donate money to hear what community needs to our organization or to other organizations who have been to the paper. So this is, they can help us. This is, I think. And anyone that donates to our site and wants the funds to be able to go through you, we, we've, we've uh, gotten funds to you before. So that's another way that we can make sure that uh, those who want to financially support what you're doing, and you're doing so much. I mean, you're, you're creating music as an artist, but you're also using all of these funds to actually go out and buy food and cook things and go into uh, neighborhoods that are really being traumatized and and brutalized and you're giving food to those some of those worst neighborhoods uh, i think you went to you went to thakada last time is that right yeah yeah thakada last time right and that was really brutalized by by military was it did you feel safe in going there no but we made strategy like in music video oh i did we go early morning <laughs> we are using donation when they are sleeping time we don't go after now, you know? When we go to music video, we use early morning, like 4 a.m. So a lot of police are sleepy and they don't focus us. Also, when we make food donation to the people, we use early morning around 5.30 or 6 a.m. Then we donate and we come back. Sometimes sometime around 9 or 10, and not so late. 
Mm, right. So some of the donation that we received through our platform that we got to you, you then use that to buy food and to go to Takara, which was a, a, a terribly hit area, very brutalized a couple weeks ago. And to guarantee your own safety, you had to go at a certain time and you were, you did that and you were able to use the donation that, that our donors provided through us. And you were able to, uh, to give food to some of those areas that were really, really, um, hit in a hard way and that few people were coming in to support them. So, you know, just really, really so brave and, um, and, and kind, uh, and how you're able to help those communities. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you so much for taking this time. Um, before I let you go, um, this is a platform where you're able to speak to other listeners around the world. Is there anything else you'd like to share that you'd like to have your voice get out there uh, that we didn't cover already in the interview? Yes, it's okay. I hope everyone understands my broken English. <laughs> because my English is so horrible. I know myself sometimes. I know this is program English. I know this, but I already talk, you know. <laughs> so I hope everybody not confused what I say. Uh, you're fine. You're fine. And and thank you so much for taking this time. I know it's getting late there. I mean, you're talking to us as security forces. They're outside your home. So I know this is no easy thing. Just for motivation myself. Otherwise, I feel guilty because of this day I am not part of demonstrate because I am very visible and people easy to remember police are around so I don't comfortable myself part of demonstrate but I supporting from behind what do they need food or money or the 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 stuff what do they need I support from behind but I don't show my face on the street because of I'm not comfortable I'm very visible they easy to remember me, so that's why I hide. So after I hide, I've, I I don't hide from my home. I stay same home, but I hide from brothers because of my fashion and my style is very easy to remember. But if I stay home, I am not part of Timo Street. I feel guilty a lot. That's why I want to make motivation myself. Today I go to recording to make our new album. Also Ali Monico and Karate. Also doing Funobombs movement. Also supporting CDM people from behind. So this is made me respect myself. Otherwise I feel guilty a lot. Mm. Well, I don't I don't think there's any need for you to feel guilty. I think you're doing so much right now and you're you're helping people in so many ways and especially through your art. I mean, that's really a gift that you have. And that's something that you're able to offer at this present moment that very few people are. And I think that there's a lot of people going out into the streets that are doing lots of things with your music and your energy and your words that are motivating and pushing them through. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for spending time with us. And we really wish you to be safe. Thank you. You are welcome. As inspiring as it was to hear today's guest, I know from experience that when you're listening from so far away, 
There can also be a certain kind of helplessness in hearing about the struggle that people like them are now engaged in. Thankfully, we have organized a reliable way for interested listeners to provide valuable assistance to those local communities. All donations will be sent to support the protesters currently resisting the military coup. By taking an active role in helping support the movement, you can ensure that people like today's speaker have even a few more resources to draw on and can manage even another week more in their efforts. If you would like to join in our mission to support those in Myanmar who are resisting the military coup, we welcome your contribution in any form, currency, or transfer method. Every cent goes immediately and directly to funding those local communities who need it most. Donations go to support such causes as the Civil Disobedience Movement, CDM, families of deceased victims, and the purchasing of protective equipment and medical supplies. Or if you prefer, you can earmark your donation to go directly to the guest you just heard on today's show. In order to facilitate this donation work, we have registered a new nonprofit called Better Burma for this express purpose. Any donation you give on our Insight Myanmar website is now directed to this fund. Alternatively, you can visit our new Better Burma website, which is betterburma.org, and donate directly there. In either case, your donation goes to the same cause, and both websites accept credit cards. You can also give via PayPal by going to paypal.me slash betterburma. Additionally, we can take donations through Patreon, Venmo, GoFundMe, and Cash App. Simply search Better Burma on each platform and you'll find our account. You can also visit either website for specific links to those respective accounts or email us at info at In all cases, that's Better Burma, one word, spelled B-E-T-T-E-R-B-U-R-M-A. If you would like to give in another way, please contact us. Thank you so much for your kind consideration. You've been listening to the Insight Myanmar podcast. We'd appreciate it very much if you could rate, review, and or share this podcast. Every little bit of feedback helps. You can also subscribe to the Insight Myanmar podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts to make sure you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. If you can't find our feed on your podcast player, please just let us know and we'll ensure it can be offered there in the future. Also, make sure to check out our website for a list of our complete episodes, including additional text, videos, and other information available at insightmyanmar.org. And I also invite you to take a look at our new nonprofit organization at betterburma.org. There was certainly a lot to talk about in this episode, and we'd like to encourage listeners to keep the discussion going. Make a post, request specific questions, and join in on discussions currently going on on the Insight Myanmar podcast Facebook group. You're also most welcome to follow our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter accounts by the same name. If you're not on social media, feel free to message us directly at info at insightmyanmar.org. Or if you'd like to start up a discussion group on another platform, let us know and we can share that form here. Finally, we're open to suggestions about guests or topics for future episodes. So if you have someone or something in mind, please do be in touch. 
We would like to take this time to thank everyone who made this podcast possible. Currently, our team consists of two sound engineers, Mike Bink and Martin Combs. There's, of course, Zach Hessler, content collaborator and part-time co-host. Ken Pransky helps with editing. And a special Mongolian volunteer who is asked to remain anonymous does our social media templates. In light of the ongoing crisis in Myanmar, a number of volunteers have stepped in to lend a hand as well. And so we'd like to take this time to appreciate their effort in our time of need. And we're always on the lookout for more volunteers during this critical time. So if you'd like to contribute, definitely let us know. We'd also like to thank everyone who has assisted us in arranging for the guests we've interviewed so far. And of course, we send a big thank you to the guests themselves for agreeing to come on and share such personal, powerful stories. Finally, we're immensely grateful for the donors who made this entire thing possible. We want to remind our listeners that the opinions expressed by our guests are their own and don't necessarily reflect the host or other podcast contributors. Please also note that as we are mainly a volunteer team, we do not have the capacity to fact check our guest interviews. By virtue of being invited on our show, there's a trust that they will be truthful and not misrepresent themselves or others. If you have any concerns about the statements made on this or other shows, please contact us. This recording is the exclusive right of Insight Myanmar podcast and may not be used without the expressed written permission of the podcast owner, which includes video, audio, written transcripts, or excerpts of any episodes. Also not meant to be used for commercial purposes. On the other hand, we're very open to collaboration. So if you have a particular idea in mind for sharing any of our podcasts or podcast-related information, please feel free to contact us with your proposal. If you would like to support our mission, please welcome your contribution. During this time of crisis, all donations now go towards supporting the protest movement in Myanmar through our new nonprofit, Better Burma. You may give by searching Better Burma on PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, GoFundMe, and Patreon, as well as via credit card at betterburma.org. You can also give right on our Insight Myanmar website all donations given there are directed to the same fund. And with that, we'll also work on the next show, so see you next episode.